Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's fantastic film, Fantastic Mr. Fox, one minute at a time. My name is Tyler Boudreau. And I am Condra Boudreau. We're here to talk about Minute 57 of Fantastic Mr. Fox, which begins with Rat pulling out of a sack. No, pulling out a sack. I guess the cat's out of the bag and the sack's out of the rat. And it ends with Fox checking out his son to make sure he's okay. Tyler, there is a lot of things going on in this minute, and I have lots of questions. This minute is action-packed. This is, I feel like, our first action-y minute in a good long while. Probably since the Flood. Yeah, definitely Flood. And Flood was even different because this is, like, Flood was, like, there was interesting things to kind of look at. And it's kind of, like, interestingly, like, obviously, this this is also interestingly animated. But in terms of, like, when you're, like, watching an action movie, like, there's a difference between watching, like, a fight and watching, like, a Flood. And this is definitely like a, like a Liam Neeson action. When you when you think of action, this is what you think of. Yeah, definitely. So to start off, Rat has some very swaggy moves in all of this, and he just ha- he's got like a groove thing going on. Rat is absolutely insane in this minute. Rat, yeah. I mean, the character Rat has always been kind of nutty, and I wonder how much it's like alcoholism is he just like really drunk right now (laughs) i well so the first thing we see him do in the minute he's he pulls the sack out and he starts snapping while he's walking towards ash kind of in a west side story influenced thing all right so i was gonna ask that is that supposed to be a west side story reference i haven't seen that film slash play yeah so that like the whole kind of like snapping i don't know what 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 do you call his accent it's definitely not like a new york accent no i don't think so it's more southern-esque but it's got a bit of a drawl to it, but it's not like full Georgia Southern. But also like the striped shirt and stuff. It like the the aesthetic it's going for is probably a mixture of a West Side Story and maybe the Warriors. I, it, Rat would be an interesting character in the that nineteen seventy nine film. Oh gosh, not that movie. I know exactly. Y- you had a thing with this movie not too long ago. Oh, the Warriors is a really good movie. I don't know if anyone's done Warriors Minute, but that would be a really like a really interesting movie to cover. I don't really know anything about it, so I can't really comment. It's based on uh, an ancient Greek history. I see. Zen- Xenophon's Anabasis. Ooh. An author in like the f- like the 40s or the 50s wrote a book based on ancient like wrote a novel based on the Anabasis, which in Greek just means the walk home. And it's the Warriors is about a street gang in New York City trying to get back to Coney Island from like the other end of the city and every gang in the city's after them. It sounds intense. It's crazy. So going back to Fantastic Minute. So the sack that Rat pulls out is says product of bean on it. So again, yeah. he's very obviously just like mooching off of Farmer Bean. Um, the well, other- it's an apple sack or something. Sometimes those are just lying around. Probably. Um, My first big question, how the heck did Ash get over to the spot he's in? Because the last we saw of him, he was thrown into a wall and then Rat kind of like continues after. Like it doesn't seem like there's any time for Ash to get to what seems to be at least one tunnel away. It's unclear how far it actually is, but there is some good distance. The geography in this minute is not... The, this movie's strength, uh, like this minute's strength, is definitely not the geography in this minute or in any Wes Anderson movie, probably. I don't know if geography ever really holds up, mostly because the way he frames things, it's kind of 
exaggerated proportions and so the way the like the way the cameras play some like obviously these rooms don't exist because they're clay but i think a lot of the times in his regular movies we're in like wide versions of rooms that clearly there's a wall cut out or something okay um and then the other thing that just like kind of caught my ear and kind of surprised me to some extent was the um, ashes phrasing come on man like i don't know I don't use that phrase. Come on, man. I don't use that phrase. I feel like I associate it with like, I don't even know, like some television show or something. Like it's not even something that like I feel is used Come regularly on, man, anymore. is a popular phrase from a, from a certain ESPN football an- analyst or maybe a baseball analyst. It might be baseball. But uh, basically there'd, there'd be like a weekly roundup of like this one guy saying like, come on, man. Uh, like obviously that that's not directly what Wes Anderson's pulling from, but that's not like that's a rather popular use of it. It just kind of stuck out to me as something that didn't necessarily fit in with the, as something that Ash would say. I don't know. I think it kind of fits the moment where it's like Ash is kind of trying to just calm down someone who's attacking him, and obviously he's not going to physically stand up to him. So he's just like, "Hey, man, he's he's Drake from that episode of Drake and Josh." He's like, "Take it easy, man." <laughs> Why is then man used to like calm people down? That seems like such a weird thing. Well, it's like something you say when you're like relating to someone. You're like, hey man, like, hey buddy, like, hey man, how's it going? It's a it's a way to connect with someone. I don't feel like I use that. And when though. you connect with someone, it's harder for them to kill you. I don't know. Is it? St- you don't I- know if it's harder for someone to kill you, or you don't know if you- just saying man makes man, yeah, you connected. Yeah, just saying man makes me like. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a valid theory. <laughs> All right. Well, it just stuck out to me. I don't know why. It just sounded weird, and I wrote it down. All right. And then uh, just as Rat's about to snag Ash, Felicity pops in from the background. Heck and yeah. throws Rat to the ground. Yeah, she does. And then she pulls out a chain and just like flexes her chain in front of him. Absolutely fantastic. Except that Rat does this uh, weird no, little no, floor. She's not fantastic. She's something else. I think you should leave that. She can't be the fantastic Mrs. Fox. You need to leave that awkward silences in that I just created for you um, because that really <laughs> just captures the stupor on my face that the audience cannot see. No, I'm not saying that Felicity's not fantastic. I'm just saying the word fantastic is reserved for Mr. Fox. Uh, He's the quote unquote fantastic Mr. Fox. She, she has the right as her own strong, independent female character, uh, TM that to have her own epithet she can also be fantastic in this moment fantastic is not limited to mr fox in this film i think christopherson can also be fantastic kylie can be fantastic no No, i think only mr fox can be fantastic that's a problem because i use fantastic a lot so and i don't necessarily agree with mr fox being fantastic so you can't reserve my <laughs> that, right that is fair I, I i agree with the fact that you don't think mr fox is fantastic um that being said and it's not fabulous mrs fox either because that's worse <laughs> please god no no <laughs> i'm um so felicity brings out the chain and then Rat does this really weird floor wiggle, and then he start he like hops up and says she's as fine as a creme brulee. And Tyler, how would you feel if you were called fine as a creme brulee? I mean, I would take it as a compliment. Not a lot of people flirt with me. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> 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 
Oh, I didn't mean that, Tyler. <laughs> no, it's okay. I said it. I was the one who said it. So. Okay. Um, but Felicity does this like little head confusion shake, like, oh, what the heck are you talking about? Like her, it's such a small little movement, but I know I do that all the time. And it's really funny because <laughs> like people will say something and I'll just be like, what? And like, I'll give and them then this. And you say, one. am I being flirted with by a psychotic rat? I don't say that. That could be-, be your new catchphrase. I, uh, Tyler, I think I relate to you in the your last sent- sad sentiment. So <laughs> I don't think I would say no, that enough. <laughs> no, but anytime, anytime like you would make that face, you say that line. I think that's a phrase that would be a little hard to incorporate into my everyday life. Really? I don't know. <laughs> you try it first I like- and let me know. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Ready? I'm, I'm going to do it. All right. And then I expect a phone Fine. call later. Letting me, cool. Letting me know I'm, how I'm gonna you I'm going to have you go. wired in. Oh, you're going to wire so you're me gonna in? you listen to my every conversation. Yeah. That'll be interesting considering I'll be in class all day, but we'll try. Well, we'll, we'll just use our spy gear. Ah, oh, man. I hope no one tomorrow notices that I'm wearing a wire. I wouldn't want the, I wouldn't want to get kicked out of the mob that I'm in. You also need to leave that silence <laughs> too. <laughs> I just I just watched uh, Black Klansman last week, and uh, they're they're constantly wearing wires in that movie. I want to see that movie. Have not seen it yet, though. It's really good. If you want to see Eric Foreman from that '70s show play David Duke, the the leader of the KKK, that's a role. You can interesting. That is that is some. It's role. really it's really good. Alrighty, it's really good. It's a really good movie. Spike Lee did a good. What Spike Lee does a good. That's not normal. I kid. Well, I, I don't know. Spike, I don't... He's I hit like or Spike miss. Spike track record. No, I'd say he's hit or miss to it. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But that being said, his good movies are some of the best movies of all time, so... Yeah. So, Felicity does her little head confusion thing, and then... Can we talk about how Rat wiggles his knife out of his back, his jeans pocket? It's so uncomfortable. I don't like it. He, like, wiggles his butt. And then he like the knife comes out and he kicks it up with his foot to his hand. It's really weird and doesn't make any sense to me. Didn't he do something like that earlier, though, where he like flipped his knife all around crazy? I mean, he flipped his knife all around, but it didn't involve it getting pulled out of his back pocket by sheer force of his butt wiggle. I don't know. He's (laughs) rat's got a strong butt. Tyler, I don't want to (laughs) know. Well, again, rat is huge. Like he's definitely like I think unbelievably rat is clearly like genetically modified or like uh with nuclear like he has like nuclear radiation or something oh yeah he's like one of those scary like post-nuclear wasteland or like nuclear wasteland rats that you just find in a sewer or like some of those horror stories you hear in new york of like three feet three foot rats it's like no did you see the the video on twitter of like the rats traveling in, in like a snake formation no how did i miss that it's it's it was it was like a viral treat, tweet that was like these rats just travel around in a line to look like a snake to avoid predators. Amazing. <laughs> and everyone was like me. You know, relatable. So yeah, so uh a bunch of people stand like stand up 
in front of Rat, and we get this kind of like cool POV shot of Rat like jumping over Felicity, then jumping over Stan the Weasel. Yeah, and then and then grabbing Ash. Yeah, and I was like, why is Weasel there? Also, why does he have a cast on his arm? I have lots of questions about Weasel in this <laughs> minute. Apparently, that I was not expecting. Yeah, I paused. I paused the minute at like a random spot, and Weasel was just like laying on the ground, and I was like, wait, does Weasel like die or something in this minute? And then I hit play, and he just got right up. I was like. Oh good. <laughs> oh no, how scary. <laughs> um yeah, well, no. Weasel's Wes Anderson. So if Weasel dies, uh Wes Anderson dies. Is that how that works? If you die in the, you die in the movie, movie, you die in real life. life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we're living Wreck-It Ralph. Now. At the, at a, no, at the uh satire publication meeting the other day, we were talking about uh Green Boots Willis. I don't I don't remember the last name, but it's a guy that died on Mount Everest. And uh, they can't move his body because it would take too much work to, like, move his body off the trail or however you get up Mount Everest. And so I was like, I so I said, if you die on Mount Everest, do you die in real life? <laughs> oh, no. And then, uh, then the, the famous one that my friend Spencer came up with was, uh, if you die in Canada, do you die in real life? <laughs> <laughs> Our few this Cana- has been a silly minute. Our few Canadian listeners, I'm sorry, from Tyler. <laughs> or Tyler's friend it is Spencer, a, it, I guess. It is clearly a joke. It, I am not insinuating that Canada is an artificial place in any way. Although, have you ever been there? I have been there. Oh, never mind. <laughs> All right. So Tim Hortons, am I right? There's a Tim Hortons around me. Yeah, like obviously, like around like the the border, like there's a lot more Tim Hortons. There's a t- Tim Hortons in Maine that I've gone to once. So after Rat takes the knife out of his pocket, he puts it up to Fel- he like grabs Felicity and like puts her in a hostage situation. But you see all of this through yeah. shadowing, so you don't. Yeah, actually that's a really cool moment them. where you see the shadow of it. The I just like would talk about lighting so so much in this minute because it's so clever and so well done. So you have this it really definitely cool enhances shadowing. the action, especially because like watching like watching these critters fight isn't as like isn't is never going to be as impressive. So being able to use these effects and kind of show us the action minimally is a really effective way of doing it. S- kind of similar in a way that uh, in Isle of Dogs, when the dogs get into a tussle. They become cartoon clouds mm-hmm. and as opposed to like actual dogs fighting because having that joke is better than like having to animate somehow dogs fighting. Absolutely. Um, but the, I just I love the shadowing effect. And then when Mr. Fox starts fighting Rat, the um, really cool like still shot strobe light pausing in terms of actual like contact fighting that you see in this minute. It's done in a way that is safe for children, I think, in a lot of ways, but also conveys this, yeah. like, gravity and intensity, and it still heightens the situation really, really well. Because Rat and Fox are not only fighting, but they're fighting, like, Rat has a knife, Rat is also holding Ash in a bag, and they're fighting in, like, an electrical area where, where like, electric... Danger of death. A danger is of what death. I was gonna say. I'm like, it's a danger of death sign. The return of danger of death. <laughs> danger of death returns. I, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen uh, Unforgiven? No. Clint Eastwood. No. Um, the uh, Gene Hackman character uh, calls the 
Richard Harris character, who's publicly known as the Duke of Death, but Gene Hackman calls him the Duck of Death to make fun of him. <laughs> That's good. Um, the other cool thing about lighting in this is, so you have these like still shots of fox and rat fighting, but then it reverses to look at the critters who are looking in on this fight, which include like Felicity, Phil, um, Badger, Beaver, and then a couple other folks that were not in the last bunch of critters that we saw, including Agnes, Badger's child, Beaver's son, and Rabbit. And it's like, where did... Presumably, they they heard the commotion and came over to... Like, did they come with Felicity? But the the thing is, when you see Weasel on the ground and, like, that zoom-out shot, they're not in that shot. They don't appear until they're all looking at Mr. Fox. It's just really weird, like, time jump. Again, we don't know the geography of the tunnels, so it's hard to know how far away from their, like, center of operation they are. But then their shock, all of their shocked faces, I just paused on their shocked faces. They're amazing. They're hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. Kylie I, I especially. I didn't get a good look at them, but I believe you. Kylie especially has like a great jaw drop. He actually, some of them look a tad gleeful, which is a little concerning. Like they're kind of enjoying it. And I'm like, ooh, do I want that? No. Um, but then others are like <laughs> horrified. To get back to the thing you said earlier about it being like a, a good kid-friendly way of fighting, we also have the kind of uh, beneficial way of uh, Fox not really having to be blamed for quote-unquote killing Rat because Rat mostly gets beaten by being electrocuted. And of course, in this minute, we have the, the cool like electrocution effect where uh, we see his like two-dimensional bone layout. Yeah, and I actually have a couple of thoughts about that bone layout because this isn't the first time we've seen an electrocution in this film. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Fox and Kylie climbed up an electrical fence when they were raiding the chicken farm, which was Bogus. So Bogus's farm. It was definitely Bogus, yeah. Yeah, and in the same scenario as that instance, Rat is still holding Ash in the sack when he's being electrocuted. Like, I I yeah. got it down, like, nearly frame by frame kind of thing. He's still holding the bag. And again, we do not see the item in the bag, i.e. Ash in this situation, being electrocuted in the same way we didn't see the chickens being electrocuted. Oh, my God. I remember that. That's so crazy. <laughs> and I was like, it happened again. I'm losing my mind. Because, like, like, the first couple times I watched through the minute, I was like, oh, Mr. Fox must already have Ash. And then I started, like, low-key pausing it, like, really intensely to get it, like, as close to frame by frame as I possibly could. And I was like, no, Rad still has Ash, and he, you can't see him. It's the same thing again. And I was just like, that's a choice. And so then you don't see the transfer, Mr. Fox taking Ash from Rat. So, like, when Mr. Fox suddenly stands up and has the bag, I was like, wait, when did that happen then? Like... There's enough of a light out, but also, like, you have that whole, like, you're seeing the skeleton kind of thing. So, like, time is a bit funny, but also just that whole, like, it's graphic in a way that's comfortable for kids. Because I feel like that whole, you see a skeleton when it's electrocuted is, like, an old Tom and Jerry thing. And Ash not being included in that is just, like, a way to keep it a little safer. 
Yeah, what I was going to say is, well, one, I'm not a, I'm not an expert scientist. I don't know the rules of conducting. So, like, you would get electrocuted. <laughs> I got don't... electrocuted through a blade of grass once. <laughs> okay, I believe you. But uh, the other thing I was going to say is, uh, films aren't meant to be analyzed frame by frame or minute by minute necessarily. What? And so the the work the work of an editor is to kind of make you just understand things in a in a very broad basis. And so this this is clearly a, a well edited film. It, it's a very tight film for one thing. This this film's under ninety minutes, but it feels it feels very fleshed out and complete, which I think is one of the big successes of this movie. And I don't know, like you get a scene like this, which is really cool and just looks amazing, and it's 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 just well cut. The action feels suspenseful, but it also feels safe enough, like as you said, for kids to watch. And it, when you get down to it, like we're we're watching we're watching two animals fight in like a strobe light effect. At the end of the day, like who cares? Like where Ash was in a bag at this moment. I'm just concerned for the little boy's safety. I know you are, Condra, but that's why at the end of this minute, Mr. Fox takes him out of the bag and makes checks up on him and makes sure he's makes sure he's okay. Speaking of the end of the minute, how about we wrap it up? Sounds good. I'm out of notes. <laughs> okay. You've been listening to Minute 57 of Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute. Hope you join us next time for Minute 58. If you want to follow us on the Twitter, our show's page is at Amateur Nerds, and my personal page is at Tyler Booty. That's at T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can also email us with your thoughts, questions, comments about future minutes at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. You can also rate, review, subscribe on Google Play, Apple Podcast, or some other podcast listening sites. You can find other Movies by Minute podcasts like the ones Tyler mentioned or if you want to start your own. There's a whole list of what's already out there on MoviesByMinute.com. I think it might be MoviesByMinutes.com. But regardless, uh, yeah, we hope you join us next time. I've been Tyler Boudreaux. I've been Condra. We're the Amateur Nerds, and we hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic.